Welcome to uh, the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. And we really work to reinvigorate the church on the fathering front, to raise the bar for dads. So uh, that's our focus as a ministry. You can visit our website, faithfulfathering.org, for more information, hitting the Four Churches button or the Four Dads button. And uh, we'll rock and roll from there. This, uh, this podcast series is all about talking to our kids, having those spiritual discussions around this Easter season, the uh, most important season in our, in our uh, faith, in our Christian faith. And uh, so we're going to be talking about this podcast series uh, and uh, through this podcast series on uh, what it means to, to represent our Heavenly Father well in the home and discuss uh, uh, Jesus' death, his uh, resurrection, his appearance to his disciples and the many, and finally how he empowered his disciples at Pentecost. So I uh, always want to encourage you to visit faithfulfathering.org and uh, hit, uh, hit the buttons for dads, for churches, to uh, access resources that will encourage you on your journey as the man, husband, and father you're called to be. In the studio with us today is uh, Mr. Jason Hall. Jason, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Uh, Jason is a pastor uh, at uh, Dream uh, Movement Church in Katy, and uh, he's also co-founder of Hill and Hall Mental Performance Coaching. Tell us a little bit about yourself and this uh, this initiative for mental performance coaching. Sure. Thank you so much, Rick. So honored to be here today, everyone. Um, I'll, I want to just mention that the Hill and Hall Mental Performance Coaching is to help people, um, individuals, corporations, churches, organizations. Um, perform at the highest peak or whatever God has put in front of them. Mm. Basically, like a, I call it like a stewardship of the mind. Okay. Is to like actually um, mentally help them, you know, perform at whatever they're doing, whatever mm. they put their hands to, right? Um, the coaching aspect of it is to give tools, resources, um, encouragement in order to, they can prosper in that area. Mm -hmm. um, whatever they're doing, like in business, and athletics, the arts, um, anything, you know, in their ministry, whatever they're doing. So we use our collective experiences to help coach them, give them tools, teach them, and walk alongside them and fulfill their dreams. I always think of Yogi Berra. He always said baseball was 95% mental and the other half is physical. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah, no, it really is. Yeah, exactly right. And Yogi wasn't so good at math, but he... I'm <laughs> not good at math. Right. But uh, I know, you know, I'm a, I'm a tennis bum, a tennis player, and I always... Uh, Andre Agassi wrote a book called Open, oh, and uh, he he talks about how you know everybody these days are physical mm -hmm. specimens. They have yes. the ability you know to do whatever they want right. to do, whatever whatever uh, realm of athleticism you're talking about. He says, but the difference is always mental. Ah, so I, I, I took my cap yes. to you if you're able to tap that resource and get over that hump. I may need yes, to talk sir. to you here. Oh yeah, there we go. Hey, we're here to help. <laughs> I'm still trying to compete. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, that's that's a fascinating end and. How, how have you uh, incorporated your faith in that initiative? Oh, obviously, yes. you are, you know, the, your faith is who you are, but right, you're right, carrying right, right. it into this whole idea of performance, right? Absolutely. Great question. So um, Purnell and I, which he's Hill and I'm Hall, okay. he, um, we have incorporated biblical principles. Mm -hmm. We use the word of God to help people and elevate their mindset. Mm. We are not afraid of our faith. We are very faith-based and Everything that we do is from a biblical standpoint. 
Fantastic. all our materials. So mm-hmm. that's how we handle it. Good. Uh, well, you, you do have to be courageous. Uh, yes. somebody, somebody wrote about that in the book yes. uh, called Josh <laughs> Joshua. I think he, he told Joshua like eight times in the first chapter, be strong and courageous. Absolutely. So I applaud that initiative to carry <laughs> that so forward. Much. Uh, in this series, we're, we're, we're moving from, uh, you know, Jesus has put death to sin on the cross, and now he's, mm-hmm. uh, we recognize Easter Sunday as the uh, most important day and most important event of our, of our faith, because if Jesus doesn't walk out of the tomb, he's not the Christ, right? <laughs> and uh, so I, I was just curious, how, uh, how, how did your dad and mom uh, celebrate Easter, and how did they bring that to light and, and uh, carry this forward in your life? Sure. Uh, my greatest memories of, I've loved going to church on Easter. Mm. I love the Easter egg hunt as mm. a child. I love hearing about the story of the Lord. It, it was a very um, highlighted moment. We dress up. My father was a Baptist preacher, so he'd be preaching, and we loved to eat and go for food. And I always see these people like that you normally don't see, mm-hmm. you know, come to church and even seeing some people give their lives to Christ. The CEM people? Yes. Uh, Christian Easter, uh, Christmas yeah. Easter, and Mother's Day. Yeah, there you go. They're like, oh, where have you been all year? <laughs> but it's, we wouldn't do that. No, no of no, course not. No. Just for fun. No, but um, it, it'd be fun seeing them. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, wow. And it was cool because I can get some of my friends that never normally mm-hmm. don't come to come to church. And, and it, I just feel this unspeakable joy. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I didn't even fully understand it at the time. Mm-hmm. But now, as you know, as I'm in Christ, I, now I understand it mm. and why it was such a glorious day. It's my mm. favorite day of the year. Mm. Well, I would say, you know, I grew up Catholic. I worship mm-hmm. at a Methodist church. I hang out with a lot of Baptists, Presbyterians, Pentecostals, yeah. Churches of Christ. They're all all the body of Christ. But yes. I, as a <laughs> as a Catholic altar boy, I mm. I just always it was it was a the pinnacle uh, assignment to have the opportunity to be an altar boy on Easter Easter oh, Sunday yes, and I just remember that being such a beautiful service as well mm-hmm. it just resonated and, and even though I didn't at that juncture I probably hadn't you know even though uh, had not it really uh, accepted Christ as I have as an adult but right. uh, that time still resonates as just feeling the presence uh, yes. as, as much as we do on that, on that time. So, and, and what traditions have you carried on in your home today then as far as what your kids expect around Easter? Right. Sure, sure. So we definitely, um, I take my, all my children to church. and we, They love to do the Easter egg hunt, love to cook a good dinner. And then I encourage them to invite their friends, you know, mm-hmm. maybe people that normally don't go to church, so they're able to get some of their friends out, mm-hmm. and it's an opportunity to share the the word of God with them. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, Eddie, uh, do you do? Uh, have you ever done the Easter egg roll where you, you had hard boiled hard boiled eggs? Mm-hmm. Oh this, yes, this, yes. This <laughs> dates me a little bit because we had we had what was called phone books. Oh, <laughs> yes. and we would stack these phone books and and develop a ramp, and then we'd uh, we'd roll these hard boiled eggs oh. down the ramp and then your job was to hit the egg that went before you and then you got to keep that egg so you, it was kind of you, you got to you the person that ended up all the eggs uh won but uh, right. uh you cool. know i didn't care for our boiled eggs anyway so my sisters always found a way to beat me uh but uh you know one thing in easter of course there are no bones in the tomb and that's uh you know the the popular argument oh his his body must have been stolen and what mm-hmm. have you has, has that dialogue or that that discussion ever come up in your home no, luckily, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thankfully, my kids were pretty receptive to the faith. Um, we know that the Lord 
God has risen. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's so encouraging to know that, um, you know, some of their friends, maybe there are other religions, they believe different things. But luckily, we've been able to integrate the faith at a young age with our children. My mm-hmm. my mantra, my expectation, and like Christ is always going to be first in this home. Mm-hmm. You know, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, like the word says. And so I've just been really passionate about that with the children and mm-hmm. really integrate. And they have been receptive, thank God, mm-hmm. to it. So. Have you read, uh, there's a book out there, Lee Strobel wrote, The Case for Christ. And, yes. And he's, yes. he brings out a very practical way. I mean, obviously, those of us in the faith, mm-hmm. we have this this faith, but there's also a very practical side of that, too, that, you know, who's going to steal the body? Where would they hide it? How long would they get away with it, oh, yeah. with the, with the uh, Roman soldiers watching right. and, and not wanting anything mm-hmm. to transpire? And, of course, then uh, Jesus actually did appear, not only to the disciples, mm-hmm. but, but to the many, right? Yes. And that, uh, that's pretty amazing. But, uh, but uh, Luke documents, uh, this is one of my favorite passages in Scripture, the, the two on the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't, uh, I'm not going to read the whole passage, right, but I right. just, do you, do, you, do you remember that passage? And, and what, uh, what stands out in your mind about that whole experience, that interchange with those with those. Uh, two disciples yeah so I think you know as I'm thinking about it the the fact that that he was with them mm-hmm. simplistic but yet spoke to me the most the fact that he was going on the road it's kind of like a parable like thinking about as you're walking on the road of life as you're you know with Jesus actually with him mm-hmm. like so the way that I think about it practically is like and in the spirit is like him being with them um, willing to go on the road. You know, there's this program that, that we have called the Road Ahead and this, um, when I work with the university mm-hmm. and um, we talk about like, what's, what is God doing next? And he's actually practically walking with us mm-hmm. and how do we interact with him? So I think about that like that so mm-hmm. and he but he hit himself he didn't he didn't yeah well he yeah didn't you're them, right yeah he didn't yeah, let yeah, them yeah. recognize him why, why would he do that <laughs> you know i think um him hiding himself is kept them from recognizing him yes I think yeah, yes yeah. like to see like how they would respond in life what they would do um it really speaks to um how you know hearing his voice without mm-hmm. seeing him Maybe there's noises, sounds like, what do you do when God, when you feel like God is not there? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they didn't know. I don't know exactly how, how they were thinking at the time, but I'm thinking like, okay, how are they responding when they don't know if he's there or not? Yeah. You know? I, didn't, I didn't know if it was, uh, you know, you, you think about how downcast they were. And, you know, when, yeah. when we're down uh, or our eyes, when you're looking down, you don't look up, right? right uh, so right. so is there was there a dimension of that where they just – even if he had uh, yeah. let you know, even if he had said or, or looked the same, would they have even recognized him right. at that juncture? At uh, uh, but but then he 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 brought the scriptures alive, right? Yes, that, uh, that was pretty uh, amazing. That he just uh, began to share the whole word. Now I guess that wasn't you know when you talk about these uh, the the Jewish students under mm-hmm. rabbis. They were very knowledgeable about oh, the Pentateuch yes, and true, uh, what true. have you. So it shouldn't have surprised them. I guess maybe they didn't see that as a yeah. surprise that he was able to talk about the scriptures the way he was. Right. 
But, uh, of course, uh, the rest of the story, what are your thoughts about the, when they finally got him to stop and eat dinner with them? What, what were your thoughts on, on that exposure? At that, to, at that point, he made himself very visible. Yeah, made himself known. I think, um, you know, him capturing their hearts. And, you know, it's hard to imagine, like, the state that they were in. Like, I'm thinking, because I, I, I'm a visual learner, so I'm trying to picture him, like, hmm, what were they – you know, like, like, oh, it's him. You know, it's Jesus. Like, so I'm like, okay, without the visual, not knowing at first, then thinking about the heart connection and how he interacted with them. And I'm like, to, I'm like, I'm fathomed. I'm, I'm in awe about it. Yeah. I think I'm like trying to see it, you know. <laughs> As he breaks the bread, he's, he, uh, he, they, they, they see him and then, yeah. uh, then, he, then he's gone. And, and then died. he's gone. And I think their their comment again. I wish I, I should have brought to to read that mm-hmm. whole passage so the those listening could hear. It. But I would encourage you. Okay. I think it's Luke uh, twenty four. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 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 idea that uh, that that the words were the, the the scripture was burning in their hearts mm-hmm. as they as they looked back yeah, and yeah. experienced and, and spoke of the walk to Emmaus. Uh, they they were their hearts were burning mm-hmm. hearing the word. And, yeah. uh, and, of course, then they just got up and busted it back to Jerusalem to let mm. the other disciples know that they had had an encounter with the risen Lord. Right. And uh, I just think that, that now now today uh, in the Methodist Church, there's mm. an experience called the Emmaus uh, Walk, oh, Walk to Emmaus. Okay. It's yeah. a three-day lockaway uh, for men and for women. There's women's walks and men's walks. But uh, and and on the have you are you familiar with that at all? Have you ever no, had I've never heard in the Catholic Church or in the Presbyterian Church? Okay. It's called the Cursia experience. Oh, I think okay. it's the same. The Catholic Church I think has changed the name from Cursia to Acts, and and, and it has uh, ACTS and its adoration. I forget what the acronym is, but uh, but they it's essentially the same lock away weekend, just mm. a little different dimension. But it's it's all about. Uh, Looking back and seeing mm. how uh, Christ was with you, you know, mm. and and, uh, and and that's that's what I, I think. In, in prisons, they call it the Kairos experience. Oh yes, it's, I've a, heard it's that. A, in God's time. Uh, it's Kairos weekends that they have that yes. they conduct in prisons. But uh, have you had that? Uh, you may not be in that particular retreat mm-hmm. setting, but. Have there been times in your life, uh, may have been with your older kids, may have been mm-hmm. uh, with your bride, but you, you realize that you're in a valley, but once you've come out of the valley, you look and see how Christ really was there yes. beside you. Any, any experiences you can sure. share to encourage dads? Absolutely. To encourage dads that are listening and watching. You know that I think, well, definitely back in 2017, there was a Hurricane Harvey mm-hmm. experience, and me and my family had experienced that. In, in many ways, actually, physically, our house was being, you know, almost invaded by the water to the point where we had to evacuate. Mm-hmm. Thank God it didn't flood out, but we had to evacuate. We went, and then at the time, my children, my wife, and I, we were going through a, some family issues as far as my older kids and younger kids because I have all my kids together full custody as mm-hmm. a dad. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa, because my two younger, I mean, my two older ones, or from a previous relationship. So when me and my current wife, we we had to embrace all five children at once. And that caused conflict in our marriage, conflict in our communication. And so me and my wife had to go to Christian counseling. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. going through all that back in 2017 and what my kids were going through, a lot of anxiety and stress, we were in counseling. You had a newborn at that time. And a newborn. 
My yeah. goodness. I know. How did I? Thank you, Lord, we made it. So through the grace of God, we were able to like, through that storm, I didn't realize how Jesus was there the whole time. God was in every aspect, even when we were we were separating ourselves from him, even when we weren't serving him the best of our abilities, he was there the whole time. Mm. And we noticed that there was a strengthening of our marriage. There was a strengthening of, of my relationship with the kids. We cried together. There were nights, you know, where we had arguments and we disagreed. And, and now I could see the beauty of that relationship culminated by Christ. Mm. And mm. they could see the faith and I could see the faith and we all could see if it had not been for the grace of God. Mm. Where will we be? And we're together because of him. Mm-hmm. Stronger mm-hmm. than ever. Right, right. <laughs> the resurrected Christ is alive and well. I, Amen. I always think of the old uh, the old footprints in the sand deal where yes. you see the oh, two yes. sets of footprints and then uh, then there's one set and he says, God, where were you then? He says, I was carrying you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. and these are the things that we realize a lot of times in hindsight, mm-hmm. but uh, in the Absolutely. present state. So, so your encouragement to a dad in the present state, he may be in a valley right now. What would be your encouragement as we uh, as we talk about Easter and particularly the fact that uh, Jesus is very present, uh, the resurrected Christ is very present? Yes, I would love to encourage dads that are listening, that are watching. Um, Christ, as he resurrected, he can be resurrected in your life, in your marriage, with your children. The resurrected Jesus, he is with you right now. You may be struggling physically, financially, you may be sick, you may have problems in your marriage or your relationships, but God is an ever-present God. He is there for you, he will be there, and he will never leave you, nor forsake you, like the word says. And during this Easter season, really think about dads. Think about how you may be down and out, but God is right there. Wherever you are, that's where the Lord is. Mm-hmm. And so he will never leave you nor forsake you. I cannot emphasize that enough. Mm-hmm. That's great, uh, great encouragement. You know, the, uh, the darkness that Jesus lived through and, uh, yes. and walked through and then, uh, and then put death to uh, is all about lighting up our lives, right? And uh, so yeah. I think that's great encouragement. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate Thank you. you so Appreciate much, you Ray. being here and uh, sharing your knowledge and your background with us. And as you heard it, just uh, the key is to embrace the light this Easter, the light of Christ as uh, we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior and Lord. Jesus the Christ. That's the dad you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. God bless. Godspeed.